And here we go, folks, with Inside Middle Tennessee on a cold day. I was not prepared for this weather. (laughs) My child's coat did not fit. (laughs) I had to dig things out of the closet and, you know, lint roll them. (laughs) Well, we've had a couple of hard freezes and, and we've needed them. Yes. Yes, but the still, it's very dusty, I noticed. Yeah, I was going to say, the next thing what we need to get me off Zyrtec. <laughs> yes. And to get this hitch out of my giddy-up in my throat. Yes. Is to get a little bit of rain. That would be great, because we looked out the window last night, and my cousin, Bert, who lives next door, he was mowing his leaves, and it was like... Oh, God. A- you better put a face mask on, folks, <laughs> before y'all do that. I'm sure he'll have some kind of allergy attack. <laughs> This next week, but yeah, it'll it'll, just, it'll get about everybody. But yeah, uh, I got a got a Scott question. Agriculture, we've had a, a real dry fall. Yes, nobody got a third cutting of hay that I'm aware of much. Some some did. We cut it early, but the problem we had is there's been no regrowth. Yeah, of the, of the pastures, so the pastures are just about gone right now. Yeah, uh, the rain we got the other day wasn't enough to make a dent. We need a solid week of rain. Uh, slow rain, so it soaks into the ground, and then some warmer weather for that for that fall fescue to start growing. Or uh, you're going to start to see you're going to start start feeding hay here probably by another two three weeks tops, yeah. which is um, it gets expensive. W- well, yeah, which is as far as normal goes. When do you normally have to start hay? Yeah, it depends. I mean, December instead well, of November. Yeah, it depends. I mean, i I've got I've got some land over on Campbellsville Pike that I lease that I I really don't have to feed hay at all because I've got so few animals on so much large acreage but like at my house i'll I'll probably start to feed i'll probably put a bale out for them just to munch on mm-hmm. probably the next couple of weeks just, yeah. just yeah. to give them something to chew on so yeah <laughs> yeah i was gonna say though by the time we get the rain though it's going to be so cold it's not gonna yeah i mean grow, what, what, what you grow. hope is you know you take your your third cutting around september-ish yes. and then you get the fall rains and the warm weather that gets your fescue regrown for the fall so you have yeah. a fall fall pasture yeah. and there was none of it this year nope. yeah. i mean once you cut the hay it was gone yeah and, it, and never came back never came back yeah and so it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight year for hay yeah, yeah it is it yeah maybe we'll make some money <laughs> that was our tardy uh, tardy she gets a demerit <laughs> a we, demerit you're gonna need today. to s- send her to the principal's office there, uh, there was a terrible traffic problem on the Nashville highway yeah. Those people wouldn't get out of <laughs> That's typical. All right, folks, I'm Jim Ross. we got Terry Wilcox on the board. Hey. we got Representative Scott Sapicki in here with his Bulldogs sweatshirt on and the dynamic duo of Sheila Tardy Hickman <laughs> and Sarah Elizabeth Hickman McLeod. Good morning. And, all. and Sarah, you've got a guest in this I morning. I do, I do. Uh, my friend <clears throat> Joe Phillip, Phillip is- um, he and I are on the Baker School PTO uh, board together, and we are gearing up for our fall festival and spaghetti supper next week um, on Friday, November the 10th. Um, it'll be from 5 to 7 at Baker Elementary School, located on the corner of Hampshire Pike and Lyon Parkway. Um when I was growing up, the spaghetti supper was a big deal at Baker Elementary, it was at McDowell, too. Yes, was yes. A big deal oh. everywhere. Um, we are going to have tickets. Uh, there are co- there are tickets this year. We decided to do a combo ticket, so it's uh, fall festival activities and spaghetti supper. 
Um, children under five are free because children under five don't eat that much spaghetti. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> no, but by golly, they could sling it everywhere. Yeah, they can sling it everywhere. <laughs> but um, last year was uh, the first year we did it um, since COVID, and it was it was very good. Um, and uh, this year we we've got a little bit more stuff uh, going on. Um, Joe, you want to talk about like what kind of uh, activities we have. At yeah. The- yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be a really fun night, of course, with uh, the spaghetti supper. We also have salad. Uh, so if you want something healthy, you can have Or that. if it's French, it's salad. Ooh, <laughs> salad. Um, a lot of activities we're really excited about. There's going to be a photo booth, a hayride. Um, we're going to have an arcade there so the kids can play arcade games. Um, a ton of different activities, a putting green, um, <laughs> A ring toss, uh, a bounce house in the gym. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have a DJ that's playing music, so it's gonna have it's gonna be fun and the uh, kids will be able. To, yeah, atmosphere. yeah, a really good fall time and for families. You get a ticket. Uh, you'll get tickets, ticket tickets at certain <laughs> booths, um, and then you can trade them in. We're gonna have like a little uh, gift shop, kind of like Chuck E. Cheese, where you like turn in your <clears> tickets and you get prizes. So um, we got that going on, and we're going to have a temporary tattoo station, um, and with ta- glow in the dark tattoos. Well, you might as well prepare them right now for when they get to be about sixteen or eighteen. You know? <laughs> so, um, but we're very excited. Um, we have a lot of local businesses that have helped um, sponsor um, these activities, um, and uh, we're very excited about this. Uh, and the money that we raise goes back to the school for things like um, teacher appreciation. We provide meals to the teachers um, every time they have parent-teacher mm-hmm. conferences. Um, also, we do um, other things for teachers. Uh, and then this year, we're actually going to use some of our funds to help get a special program to the school for all the kids to enjoy. So, um so it'll be a really Can you talk what that program is? Or? No, I, it's a secret. So, But it'll be something fun for the kids you know, during the school day. That's all right. If you tell it, you'll be on double secret probation. Yes, yes, you know? yes. So, but we love our little school, yeah. Um, yeah. and um, it's it's a lot of fun, um, and we hope that you can come out. I did not tell the ticket prices. Uh, so the adult ticket price is $12 and a student is $7. And pretty cheap. Pretty cheap and children. You can eat that much spaghetti alone, not yes. to mention have all the fun. Um, and and we, salad. And salad. And we're very so blessed odd. that our cafeteria manager um, is helping us uh, prepare the spaghetti. So um, Better have a lot of it. Yes. We we have a list of, we got to go grocery shopping this mm-hmm. week, so... But, yes, that's coming up next Friday, November the 10th, from 5 to 7 at Baker Elementary School. So it's two hours. Two hours. I bet it's going to last longer. I'm sure it will. Yes, we have the hayride. Um, (laughs) And then uh, the Murray County Junior Golf Initiative has that putting green right there Mm -hmm. between Whitthorne and uh, Baker. And uh, they're actually going to have a putting contest. So I think that'll be kind of cool. Kids will love that. I mean, if you ever watch a kid play golf, first thing he wants to do is get on the green, hit, knock the ball into the hole. Yes. You yes. know, that's just, and that's kind of the way you teach them. You teach a child golf by going from the green backwards. Yes. You know, 
uh, and so anyway. So we're very excited. So and yeah. we're thankful for all of our sponsors that absolutely sponsored. All right, us. great. All right. Joe, thanks for coming in. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much yeah. for having me. You know, we got other things that are going on. Other things. First uh, Fridays. First Fridays. <clears throat> and today at 4 o'clock, um, if anybody uh, is a, a looking for something to do, across from the Polk Home on the corner next to the Murray County Convention and Visitors Bureau, they're going uh, to dedicate... They're going to dedicate. <laughs> we got hand signals going on in here, folks. It's like a football game. We're all doing That's it. all right. This is dedicated to the one I love. Yes. We're going to have to take away her phone and give it to the principal. I know. I she is in very But anyway, <laughs> she um, at Polk Presidential Park, um, the city of Columbia is unveiling that today. Um, the Polk's at Preserva- Preservation Park across from the Polk home and next to the convention and visitors bureau. If y'all have noticed, they've expanded that little pocket park, made it a little bit bigger, and mm-hmm. they've added some more. They've added brico block and a wall and an enclosure, and they really, they really spiffed it up. Yes. So at four o'clock, um, they will be dedicating that because James K's Polk's birthday was yesterday. There you go. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday, President. Well, we need to acknowledge Jennifer Grisham's statues that are there yep. she has worked hard on those i know and there will be a lasting memory at, for people to know that poke really was here mm-hmm. there are people who've been by the poke home ten thousand times they've never been in it yeah oh yeah <laughs> but they but that may remind somebody that It'll be interesting to see what they have there. And it really is a treasure. It, it's just a miracle that the Polk Home survived. It's just a miracle. By a hair. And that's the way a lot of things have yes, happened. Yes, yes. And that, that will, I'm going to talk about historic preservation oh. today in the history moment. But um, also the Duck River Jam is at the Columbia State um, This at 2 o'clock Sunday. Um, I at, think I know what, what they're trying to raise money for, but... Should we so, them? Yeah, it's so to that, fight the mega dump, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, oh, intent, well, we out all the intent is to raise awareness in preventing a proposal to turn 300 acres of the former Monsanto chemical space into a landfill. So um, I think that'll be really cool. The lineup sounds really awesome. The Box of Rocks, Cord Martin, Carnegie Holler, and the country duo Sweethearts of the Rodeo. Sweethearts oh. of the Rodeo is, a, is an old yeah, that, uh, bunch. Yeah, that's Ben Skill's ex-wife. Yeah, first wife. <laughs> ex-wife. I said yeah, that's right. That's right. First, that's true. <laughs> true. Um, it's also First Friday, so there's going to be a lot of hustle, bustle downtown. A lot of uh, the businesses here in town have been doing their Christmas open houses uh, this weekend. Um, they had a great October fest, didn't they? Oh, yes. Fall, the fall festival. The fall festival was excellent. A uh, haunting in the district, I heard, was jam-packed. A lot of people downtown. So, um, it is great to see our downtown thrive. Thrive. And people want to go and be downtown. And, and as and soon as one, if, if a business closes, 
downtown? Yes. There's a list of people waiting to to open up something else. Well, I, of course, we can remember when town was desolate, that they, it, oh, yeah. there was just hardly anything And it going wasn't that on. long ago either. No, Sheila. it wasn't. And, but when, I, when we were growing up, you would do well to find a parking place. Yep. Well, now that's and a now we're back. There to, were no malls no, back then, or strip no, centers. No, and we downtown was so wonderful. It was the center. It was. So, um, and I participate. I, I'm on the Christmas parade committee for the city. How many things do you sit on? I by sit the way? on a lot of things. <laughs> she uh, got that from me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the Christmas parade is coming up uh, in December, mm-hmm. and we've got a, a, a wonderful parade. Uh, planned and we're excited great that sounds good the holiday season is upon us all right folks i think we're getting pretty close to break time are we not all right oh terry tells we got three minutes we got three minutes oh well my goodness i know sheila's got something well, uh, I, I, I need to talk to Scott about this, but I, <laughs> later, later, that, that's a, another conversation. But uh, I, I am proud to see that Columbia has rejuvenated itself, and and that young people take their children down there, and that becomes a tradition of going downtown and seeing what's going on. And we do have a lovely downtown. It it is still maintains a great deal of its character because we've got most of our buildings down there. Even uh, though we had fires, yeah, we've stuff. had fires, but uh, it, most of our buildings are, are date way back, and we can all remember when they were really uh, local businesses, and now they're new local businesses there. I was at the Tillis Jewelry Company yesterday, and they they are in what is what was Patrick McGuire's house. Mm-hmm. And if you will look at the, the roof, roof lines, line. that's the only house downtown that still has a gable. Wow, I ne- never uh, thought about that. You need that. to look at yeah, that's look pretty at that. cool. We well, go in there and look at the walls. You could tell that it's old. Yeah, yes. And he, and Ms. McGuire was famous for having parties. I don't know how she squeezed them in there because that's not a very <laughs> big house. But I did read that at one time, and I don't know which courthouse it was. Now I don't need to look it up. But they would have big parties at the courthouse. So since maybe Ms. McGuire lives so close to the courthouse, she could just take them on over there. But imagine a big party at the courthouse. They had parties where they dance all night. Well, now, and, and remember, they would eat dinner too. Remember, the midnight. Bethel Hotel was still around, yeah, probably, yeah. and that that was just about as far as the courthouse, but just yeah, the other direction, yeah. which is not very far. No, no, but we have there's some. Every time I go in there, I'm thankful for the Tillises for preserving the character of that building. Well, we're glad to have them downtown. They're oh, also a proud sponsor of 1017 yes, her, and 1037. I told her I heard her on the radio. I had to take some jewelry down there for some work on it yesterday, and I told her I heard her on the radio. There you go. <laughs> well, when they were in Lewisburg, I did some business yeah, with them, and I too. bugged uh, Rick and Terry Tillis over there about coming to Columbia, yeah. and it was kind of like, oh, no, oh, no, they weren't going to bother to do it. Now that they've done it, I said, Rick, how do you like, you've been in Columbia now for a couple of years, how do you like it? And he goes, I wish we'd done it earlier. Yeah, yeah we went down there, too. We yeah. went down there many right, times. And they're a lovely couple that supports community events and community causes. 
So yeah. they're, they're having a big jewelry show this weekend of vintage, vintage jewelry. jewelry, and it is. You know. uh, well, what they they don't had it didn't have it out yesterday, but what they had in the cases would just take your breath away. Well, there and it's very reasonable too. Yes. All right, folks, we're up against the break, and we're going to take one. We'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Caledonian Financial is a full-service family financial planning firm. What we mean by that is we will work with young clients, assisting them with budgeting and Roths, young families with college planning, life, and disability insurance, older clients as they bring in 401k rollovers and seek advice for estate and tax planning, and finally, our elderly clients when it comes to the distribution phase of their retirement plan and long-term care options. This is Daisy Cook with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, health care, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at GarbageManInc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. 
Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. And here we go, folks. We're back. Is any history going on? Well, there's a lot of history going on, but... <laughs> history in the making. Yeah. <laughs> there's always history. Doesn't stop, does it? <laughs> And in my daily life, historic preservation prevails. Oh well, lot. you know, Faulkner said the past is not dead. The past is not even past. Yeah, and that'd be true. Yeah, it is. True. You know, and you know, I'm sitting here thinking that we're now kind of everybody's paying attention to a couple of conflicts over in the Middle East and the East or whatever, mm-hmm. and we're living history right now. Ten That's years right. from now, you know, look and back on it. There'll be in a book. Yeah. yeah. And read about in the book. Well, you know, the Vietnam War was fought on television. That sure was. And this one is being fought on television, and there will be footage from now on. Yeah, and people can slant their perspectives using their television. So yes. there you go. Well, what else we got? So, well, I'm, I thought it would be neat uh, to give a little bit of background on historic preservation. Yeah. I'm speaking on it today in Bedford County, so I thought I would just 
Pra- and energy. where are you speaking? Practice. Practice. I am <laughs> I'm speaking, speaking at the Cheville Garden Club. I'm glad you said it correctly. Oh, yes. I have yeah. notes. Yeah. <laughs> I have to make sure. Uh, it's not but, Shelbyville. It's no. Cheville. But, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Scott shaking his head at us. We have um, a hard time southernizing um, him. <laughs> but... He is from Missouri, you know. We got to yes, give him that yes. much credit. Well, I looked up. So, while we have historic preservation, started out in 1816. That was one of the earliest preservation efforts. It was help save Independence Hall, mm-hmm. where the Constitution was signed uh, in Philadelphia from demolition. Um, and there were several historic organizations during that time to make strong appeals to the city of Philadelphia. To purchase the building, and they did. And now the site is run by the National Park Service. Had no idea. It's a really cool place. And uh, in graduate school, I had. How big is it, by the way? I don't. I don't I think been. I've never been, but I think. I don't I'm, think it's as big as I think it is in my <laughs> mind. Well, and that's my point. I mean, yeah. so many times we hear about these historic places, and we go. God, it just must be magnificent. You go to it. It's just something a little bitty. Well, uh, yeah. And, yeah. Or it's something disappointing. When we went to Mount Vernon, I may have told this before. Oh, oh you stop, can tell stop. it. Oh, I'll tell it later. Stop. I'll tell it later. Stop. Um, but um, in graduate school, I had the chief historian that was retired from the National Park Service teach me one semester. Mm-hmm. And oh, he, had, um, he had the park superintendent from... Independence Hall come and talk to us. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, another uh, preservation effort uh, came in 1853 with the Mount Vernon Ladies Association of the Union. who um, They were one of the first preservation groups chartered in the United States. Sheila is doing her best not to interject. Right I know. <laughs> uh, but they were established to help save the deteriorating home of our first president, George Washington. And now I will let my mother talk about well, her chagrin. Sarah Elizabeth and I have taken these tours together, and, and we took some kind of boat trip down to Mount Vernon. From the Potomac. You from can take, Potomac, you take it, was, it from D.C. to Mount Vernon. It was wonderful. Anyway, we got Mount Vernon is most amazing place, and I have always thought that it was some kind of brick masonry building. It is not. It is a wooden building that has been scored to look like that, and they have thrown sand on it it's to a, make it's it a method. Yes, yeah. it has a name, I'm sure, and it is not masonry. I was yeah. so discouraged. I thought. Surely he would have had a house. She was fussing while we were waiting in line going. <laughs> Look at that. Now, is that one of the places that's not air-conditioned? No. No, it's no. not. Arling- oh, that's Arlington. Arlington okay. House that's in Arlington National Cemetery. That was the home of Martha Custis. Lee. Lee. No, Martha Custis. Washington. 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 Her grandchild. No. I don't. Oh yeah, gosh! Don't stop. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get. Let's contact the historian. <laughs> I know. Yeah. My brain is not going. Come this on. Morning, so. Come on. But anyway, Arlington House is not air conditioned, climate controlled. Yeah. So, and it's hot 
uh, in the yeah, summer. I don't have like. But anyway, we're gonna, we digress. But in the late 1800s, Whoa. the federal gro- government showed interest in historic preservation, and that's when they did Yellowstone National Park. They started acquiring Civil War battlefield sites. What year was that? In the late 1800s. Okay. Because I was thinking Teddy Roosevelt was at the forefront yeah. of, of so Yellowstone. Got, yeah. Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the early legislative initiatives was the American Antiquities Act of 1906. And the act allowed the president to designate... Um, national monuments on land owned or controlled by the federal government. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years later, so 1916, the National Park Service was established. Um, And today it is the sponsoring agency for most federal preservation programs. Um, Other times people think about historic preservation, they think about Williamsburg, Virginia. Oh, and you have to give credit to Dr. William Goodwin, who was the rector of Bruton Parish, and he recognized the importance of the town and campaigned for its reconstruction and preservation. And they are still digging and preserving every day. It's a living history. Thanks to the Rockefeller money. Yes. If y'all recall, our own Bill and Deborah Glidden for many years were reenactors up in Williamsburg. Yeah. He would go up there every year and do that. Oh, it's It's, just. It's. it's (laughs) That was his era. He loved that era. The early 1800s reenactment era. Um, I didn't know this, but it seems like I should have known this um, in all my schooling. But the first city to enact the historic district was Charleston, South Carolina. You know, I, if you if I had to guess, I would say that or Savannah. Yes. Yeah, because Georgia. they are. Yeah. yeah. And they did that in the 1930s because um, they were trying to uh, stop people from dismantling historic homes. Yeah. Um, and then they established a historic zoning commission that reviews exterior changes to the building within the district. Columbia has a historic zoning commission. Um, but the second historic district in the U.S. was established in New Orleans in the... That doesn't surprise me. French either. Quarter. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. So in 1934, during FDR's presidency, he established the Historic American Building Survey, and that was the first federal program to document historic buildings by the Department of the Interior. And that data is still used to study historical records of early buildings and structures that are still standing and others that have been demolished over time. Can you imagine what our landscape would look like if we did not have these acts and these historical oh, well, societies to kind of keep know, people in check on a lot of this? You know that old song, Mr. T. Wheelie can tell us, pave paradise and put up a parking lot. Pave paradise <laughs> Who so, did that, T. Wheelie? It was a young lady by the name of, Coach, tell me who it was. Uh, I don't remember, but I do like the song. Yes. I like, I've always liked that song. You got me. Is that, uh, is, that, is that a way of you telling us you don't know? Yeah. yeah. Telling me I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> See, we're having a don't remember. He pushed it out time. of the hard drive a long time uh, ago. But anyway, um, in the 1940s, preservation's efforts reached a crossroad with private efforts and federal efforts, and they finally came together with the establishment of the National Trust for Historic Preservation. Yeah. And that organization still exists today. Um <laughs> Another catalyst for historic preservation movement was the demolition of Penn Station in New York City. They said that was one of the most magnificent places. I bet it caused an uproar like nobody's business. 
Um, and then in 1966, the National Historic Preservation Act was passed, and the act established the National Register of Historic Places, encouraged the concept of locally regulated historic districts, authorized enabling legislation to fund preservation, and encouraged the establishment of state historic preservation offices and other programs. So, You know, you mentioned that thing about Penn Station. Can y'all imagine... If Union Station was taken down up in Nashville, you talk about an absolutely beautiful building. Oh, it is. It is. It is. It is. I, my, I think my college age group was the last group to use that to go back and forth. As a train station. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that we were among the last. I didn't. But, I mean, if I went to Montgomery or I went to Columbus or something with some of my friends, then when we came back, rode the train. So in St. Louis, they a long time ago when I used to live in high school back in St. Louis, they converted the Union Station into a huge mall. Mm-hmm. And when malls were really big and real popular and restaurants, yeah. and then where the trains came in and out, they created a five car dining train. Oh, that you could get on as like with your wife or on a date. Yeah, and you could ride. It's an hour. It's an hour long out and an hour long back. Oh, fun! And, and you ride the train like you did in the old days, and it's really interesting. But it's still to this day; it's still there. It's one of the best places to go shopping downtown. Well, cool. and yeah, and the adaptive reuse mm-hmm. of buildings like that—that that is so huge. Yep. And most of them had hotels in them. I think the mm-hmm. one we have here has a hotel in it yeah, too. Yeah, Union Station, and they're National. very, very nice hotels. Yes, yeah, very yes. Nice And you pay a very nice price. But I mean, it's it's the architecture you get to <laughs> sure. walk. It's yes. more of a museum right now, where yeah. you get to stay, you get to have a hotel room in a museum. Yeah, and just look at the architecture. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they were all built very ornately. Oh yes, well oh, they, yes. it had There's a statue, word for today. Had a statue of Mercury on mm-hmm. top. Yes, it did. It did. Oh, we don't have our bell, but that's fine. <laughs> but um, that was a controversial. I, I will statue, leave y'all. With, yeah, yes, I will leave y'all with this. According to the National Trust, the reasons for why we preserve is old buildings have intrinsic value. When you tear down an old building, you never know what's being destroyed. New businesses prefer old buildings. Old buildings attract people. Old buildings are reminders of a city's culture and complexity, and regret only goes one way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, and I saw some, and I I was reading over this last night, and I said this statistic, and Sean said, how do you back this up? He's the one that makes me go, I, I probably shouldn't say this, but anyway, <laughs> saving one building is equal to recycling over a million aluminum cans. Yeah, I've I've heard somebody speak here about the value of these handmade bricks. That one of yeah. those bricks is worth. And ten, don't paint historic bricks. Ten buckets of oil or something. Yeah. You know, they they have such a value, and to replace them would just be impossible. Yeah, it would yes. be impossible. Yes. All right, folks. We're in an old building that Delk is so kindly restoring, <laughs> and we need to help him pay for it. We're going to have. A, <laughs> A few messages. By the, by the way, the song is Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell originally, and then the Counting Crows cut a version as well. Oh, good. Uh, there, there you go. go. Yeah, T. Willie. Of course, about time, T. Willie. Thank God for the internet. Thank goodness for Google. And something, <laughs> and, and something else, T. Willie, before we go to break. Go ahead. Let this sink in. 52 days to Christmas. Oh, Is my that goodness. all? Wow. Woo, there you, you go, You folks. got your tree up, Coach? Yes, I did. I didn't think so. All right, right, folks, save your nickels, and we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. 
People often ask about the initials after mine and Monty's names. Those initials are CFP, Certified Financial Planner. As a CFP, we will do our best to help you in the attainment of your financial goals while protecting those assets with proper insurance coverage. We encourage the team approach of holistic financial planning by working alongside your CPA and attorney. This is Gay Pike with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern Middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. Thewelloutreach.org thewelloutreach.org. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. 
come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. Want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neuschen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And this is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio. That's right. (laughs) And inside Middle Tennessee, and we're back. Sheila, it looked like you had something you were going uh, well, to chime no, in with. I, was saying, I, I do want to thank the people who listen because people stop us from time to time and they say, we really like what you say on the radio. <laughs> I said, well, we enjoy being there and we hope we do something that's worth listening to. Yeah, well, I think we have a little bit of fun. It's funny that uh, I've been doing this show for now for probably close to 25 years, and I think we're actually up to about 18 or 19 listeners now. <laughs> and well, so I we're real to, pleased with all that. I used to come when Robert and I love them. We're back in when y'all were first beginning. And Bob it, Duncan, and Robert, Bob Duncan, Dan if James. If y'all started talking about something I wanted to talk about and I was in town, I'd just stop by and say a few words. That's fine, <laughs> and you, know, you were welcome then, too. Yes, I was. That was fun. Well, Folks, it is still fall, and we are still playing football, and I would really be remiss if I did not mention that we have the coach of the undefeated Whitthorn Middle School in here, who had a wonderful banquet last night, Yay. and it was a lot of fun, and did a great job with it, and did a great job with the kids, did a great job with the kids all year. You taught them something, and I think they learned how to win, and learned how to kind of get gritty and tough, and... A lot of other things that they need to learn, Coach. That's a, that was a great banquet, and you're right, uh, Jim. We taught the kids how to win again, and that that is great. Sit back and watch the kids' face expressions, body language, and uh, Central looks pretty bright the next few years with these these kids coming up. You know, we we had 24 eighth graders this year, and they all will attend Central and play football. They say so. It was fun to kind of watch, the, particularly in middle school as opposed to high school the progression of their competence where they from where they started from 
to where they ended up, they just kept getting better and better and better and better. And uh, which is a testament to your staff. It is and, most definitely, and everything that you've done over there. It's called so, buying in. Yeah, trust the system. Yeah. So Trey D up at Central ought to be thanking you <laughs> big time. Yeah, he calls me about every couple of days when we talk, and so we spend time together. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, boy, new season starts tonight, Scott. Yeah, it's called the playoffs. It does. Oh my! It does. We are in playoff football mode right now. Um, First of all, congratulations to Columbia Central taking care of business against Lincoln County last week. I went down to the Mount Pleasant-Loretto game. What an incredible football game to watch. Uh, it came down to just, uh, I guess, time. The time ran out on, on the team on Mount Pleasant. They did lose to Loretto, but it was nothing but big play after big play. No defense On was both played. sides of the ball. Yeah, no, no a track no de- meet, I think. Yeah, no defense <laughs> was played. Defense was non-existent. Uh, Mount Pleasant going to have to clean that up. They've got a tough, tough first-round um, uh, road game against Riverside, I believe, Willie, that's correct. Parsons-Riverside. It's going to be a very tough football game for Mount Pleasant and then Columbia yeah. Central taking care of business against Lincoln County. They get rewarded by getting to travel to Centennial and take on the Cougars, who are 8-2. and two. Another tough matchup. That will be broadcast, I, I presume, correct? Yes. Yeah, yep, the Central game will be broadcast on uh, 103.7, starting at uh, probably 10-7. to 7. And, a, and a great thing about it, it's been selected as the game of the week, and so it would be televised tonight. Oh, good. Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's so it's going to be televised state Tennessee-wide tonight. But go to the game. What, what station has it, Coach? Do you know? Uh, be Fox. Be Fox Station. Okay. Yeah. UP, yes, 17. 17. Yeah. Local cable yeah. station. Okay. Uh, Columbia Academy did take care of business against Grace Christian, 49 to 14, blew them out. Uh, they now are the region champions of Middle Tennessee. They get a first round bye this week, so they are preparing for the winner of the Ezel Harding Jackson Christian matchup that will happen today. It'll probably be Jackson Christian. The good thing about it is Columbia will be home throughout the, or Columbia Academy will be home throughout the playoffs. Oh, that's a plus. So next mm-hmm. week we will face that winner at home. And then if we are fortunate enough to win that game, then we will host the semifinal game at home again. If Columbia Academy wins that game also, then they'll be packing their bags and going to Chattanooga for the state championship. All right. Uh, Playing very well, Monte Baldwin has been nominated the running back for Columbia Academy for Mr. Football in Division II 1A. I think he's about 1,600 yards rushing, having an outstanding football year. Connor Rawson continues our quarterback to continue to throw the ball very well. I think he had two or three more touchdowns last week. So, uh, and is, he, he, is he a senior? He's a senior. And the defense had five fourth down stops. Wow. So they're playing extremely well. So look, look Turnover for, on downs. Turnover on downs. Uh, Columbia Academy comes in at number 10 in, in, in the mid-state region, uh, ranked in number 10. Uh, and Page comes in at number 8. And Centennial, who's the opponent tonight for Columbia Central, comes in at number 9. So look look for those matchups. Let me give you an update real quick here, Scott, okay, mm-hmm. about the game tonight. It's going to be simulcast on 101.7 and 103. Okay. And the uh, station, a TV station, is called My TV 30. TV 30, that's right. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's 7 o'clock kickoff there. So that's – Good exposure right there, you know, for Columbia Central. Thank you, Coach. We need to get that info out so people can know where right. to watch it if they mm-hmm. want to. College football rankings did come out from the uh, from the selection committee. How about this? Number one, Ohio State. Mm. 
Uh, number two, Georgia. Three, Michigan. Four, Florida State. Number five, Washington. And so you're asking yourselves, well, well are there any big games this week? Yes, there yeah. are. Uh, number, number two, Georgia will host number 12, Missouri, for first place in the East. Uh, Missouri playing extremely well. We'll see if they can get the uh, the Bulldogs number down there between the hedges. Georgia by 30. Georgia by 30. You've heard that here. Uh, uh, believe it or not, Georgia is by 16 and a half. And those bookies get real smart this time of year. They do. Number five, Washington will take on number 20, Southern Cal, who's fading fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southern Cal not playing good defense at all. Washington playing extremely well. Uh, another big matchup is number seven, Texas versus number 23, Kansas State, and then the big one we'll all be listening to, Coach. I know you're going to be probably at this game. The Crimson Tide of Alabama, number eight, will take on the Tigers from LSU, number 14, at Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. 645 kickoff. Big, big football game for the West right there. On CBS, folks. Mm-hmm. The Wild Wild West. Now, the last <laughs> Bedlam game of the Big 12. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State will take will take place. Number nine, Oklahoma will take on number twenty two, Oklahoma State. Next year, Oklahoma moves to the SEC, so that's the last bedlam game of the traditional Big Twelve conference. You, you'll you know, see. Oklahoma's a five and a half point favorite on that game, mm-hmm. and you you know uh, mm-hmm. with Oklahoma Oklahoma State, you can throw out any uh, betting line. There's just no telling what'll happen in that game. And the winner of that game will play Texas in the Southwest Conference that's Championship. Cr- that's yeah. correct. Well, the old Southwest mm-hmm. Conference yeah. Championship, now Big Twelve. <laughs> Big Twelve. Uh, I still call it Southwest. Yeah. Uh, Coach Prime gets a home game at Colorado against Oregon State, number sixteen. It doesn't get any any easier for the Buffaloes, who's in a in a downward spiral right now. Uh, Tennessee, the Volunteers, they get to host UConn for a scrimmage. Uh, <laughs> that's about right. It's about right. I mean, it'll be a blowout. Uh, and then, you know what, I want to give some shout-outs to a cu- couple teams here that really nobody's talking about. Uh, James Madison. Undefeated. James Madison, undefeated. They're ranked. Still ineligible after two years to, to participate in bowl games. But James Madison, 8-0. And how about this? The Liberty Flames. Undefeated. Yeah. Undefeated in Conference USA at 8-0. So congratulations to those two teams. And then my favorite team in the world right now. The Chanticleers from Colorado, oh. from Colorado Springs, <laughs> the Air Force Academy. Oh yes, eight no undefeated. So wow. congratulations to the uh, to the uh, Air Force. Uh, what were they? Falcons cadets? are they? Or the Falcons? Falcons. I, think I guess they're cadets out there. Well, they're ranked number seventeen in the AP poll, and it's been a long time since the Service Academy was ranked that high. That's correct. And what's funny in the coach in the in the bowl in the uh, committee, the selection committee, Air Force didn't even ranked. Oh, I'm sorry, they came in at twenty fifth. Yeah, undefeated team. But the way it shakes out right now, uh, you've got um, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, Air Force, and James Madison as your only remaining undefeated football teams. And then there's a plethora. But if you had the 12-team playoff right now, this would be your 12-team playoff, starting at number one. Uh, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Penn State. And number 12 is Notre Dame. Yeah. Think about that. But so, your, so alma, if, your alma mater played well last week. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's football time in Tennessee. Uh, like I said, mm-hmm. Tennessee will have a scrimmage tomorrow against UConn. But, uh, you know, good luck to the uh, – uh, Mount Pleasant Tigers and your Columbia Central Lions bring back a victory so we can have three teams continue to play playoff football next week in uh, in, in Murray County. 
And, of course, Mount Pleasant travels tonight. And then real quick, mm-hmm. a couple updates. Uh, Murray County, we're able to secure $200,000 grants, one for Murray County, one for Columbia, to uh, uh, build the Greenway on, on the Duck River to create more river access for people, to gain access to that, to be able to take advantage of that. Where would that be at? Yeah. Uh, it's going to start at the um, – oh, help me out. It's going to start at the Yanali Park. And go all the way. Yes. And, and, and there will be d- different greenways there for people to take advantage of. It would be really nice to be able to walk. Mm, yeah. Yanali's uh, nice anyway. Yeah. And then uh, the volunteer fire department grant that, that we have at the state to be able to let volunteer fire departments pull down money for equipment. Uh, that 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 grant just went out, so we let uh, Mayor Butt know to let the uh, chief know that they can pull down money. I think it's upwards of a hundred thousand dollars they can pull down for their for their wow. volunteer fire department to make sure that our volunteers have the latest state of the art equipment that when they go in to fight fires for us out in the county that they're going to be protected well. And then as we get close to in November here, um, probably towards the end of November, right after Thanksgiving, I'll start going over all of the all of our. Um, legislative initiatives of bills that I'll be carrying in the General Assembly for the next session, and I'll see if I can get uh, Representative Capley and uh, Senator Hensley in here maybe on a Friday that we'll talk about all this stuff. Scott, I always bug you about the Bear Creek Interchange out at 65. I'm, I think November is supposed to be the completion date, it is. is they, it not? They've just paved underneath of the bridge, so oh, that, that paving is all complete now. And now it'll be the the parts of the road leading up to the bridge will be paved, and that project will be completed and finished. How about that? Will there be a dedication to it? Uh, Possibly, but it won't be during traffic times. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to get anybody run over. You could do that and then have a big breakfast at the Cracker So it'll be 2 a.m. And then the project project on on the Buckner Road Interchange Mm -hmm. is proceeding according to plan, and they'll be putting, I think it's on the – on if you're traveling north on the west side of the road that leads towards Spring Hill, the Oak, the June Lake development mm-hmm. will be getting ready to start up there, and that's I think fourteen, fifteen hundred homes. Good lord! Where are we going to put these people? On Carter's there? Creek Pike. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> a place called the Hickman Farm, out by Roy Sellers Farm yeah. Road. You can put them in the houses, but you can't put them on the highway. Uh, that's right. And then real quick, I want to just say something real quick. Um, there are video out there right now. You can Google uh, the Mossad video mm-hmm. of the Hamas attack. Um, it, it's hard to watch. Oh, yeah. It's hard to watch of what a human being can do to another human being. It's hard to watch. And I can I understand how angry the people of Israel right now are with, with Hamas. Not with the, the people over there. No, right? the people are caught. But caught. You, you, you got to be careful who you elect. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful who you put in power. And when when the people of Gaza elected Hamas to run their area, you can't do that, folks. That's the consequences. And, and so now now Hamas is using citizens, children, babies, women as human shields. They have these complex tunnels underneath of hospitals and schools. And so the Israelis have to do the job. Well, folks, the music has started. All right, now you got any programming notes, Terry? Along with all the other sports we talked about, also NASCAR is uh, (laughs) their championships (laughs) out in Phoenix this weekend. Tonight it's the Truck Series, Xfinity tomorrow, and then Sunday we will broadcast the Cup Race starting at 1 o'clock on 101.7. Is that the last race of the season? This is the last race of the season. Who's going to win it? Uh, I believe it is going to be Kyle Larson. You heard it from T. Willie. And by the way, Max Verstappen 
won Formula One again and wrapped it up with nine races. To